Sometimes our daily GeoQuiz asks you for a long answer. Today it's short, just two letters long. There are plenty of places with really short names around the globe. Some place names consist of just one letter. For example, there's a river in Russia named Y, just the letter Y, or the river in the Scottish Highlands that's called E. That's the capital letter E. And supposedly there's a place in Panama called U. But for today's quiz, we're asking for two letters. We want you to name an ancient Mesopotamian city in what is now Iraq. Its cultural heyday was 4,000 years ago, but its ruins survive to this day. There's the famous uh, royal cemetery. There's the ziggurat. There are public buildings of all kinds. You really get a sense of what a Mesopotamian city looked like. Some of the city's ancient treasures of gold and lapis lazuli are exhibited in Iraq's National Museum in Baghdad. Others are in museums in Britain and the U.S. But the question for you is, can you name the ancient capital of Mesopotamia? I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. This week, Passover dinners, or seders, are happening in many Jewish households. Many recount the biblical narrative of Moses and the Ten Plagues. Others take the history further back to when Abraham left Mesopotamia. His home is said by some to be the city of Ur. You are in what is now Iraq. And Ur, by the way, is the answer to our geoquiz today. So what's there today in Ur? Elizabeth Stone is an anthropologist at Stony Brook University who's been to Ur Elizabeth, for you, what makes the city of Ur in Mesopotamia so important? What remains of its ancient glory? Well, I, th- I think there are two things, one of which is it was the capital of Mesopotamia at a very critical time when Mesopotamia was really powerful. Um, but then the other thing about it is that unlike most Mesopotamian sites that are built of mud brick, it uses a lot of baked brick, which means there's a lot to see there and you can see the real architecture. And then the other thing is that it was excavated in the 1920s and 30s by Leonard Woolley and he really dug it. And so there's a lot to see there. There's residential districts, there's the famous uh, Royal Cemetery, there's the ziggurat. There are public buildings of all kinds. You really get a sense of what a Mesopotamian city looked like from mm. there. And when you say Mr. Woolley really dug it, you mean figuratively and literally? Yes. You know, he would have like nearly 300 workmen uh, working away for five months a year, and he did it um, for over a decade. So that's a lot of dirt to move. Where did all those treasures go? This was a time when there was a division where National Museum would take the best pieces, and then the other pieces would be divided 50% between the Iraq Museum and 50% between the sponsoring museums, which are the British Museum and the University of Pennsylvania. And so about a little less than half of the material is in those two museums. And during the U.S. occupation during the Iraq War, what was happening in Ur? Mostly it was neglected. I mean, there is some damage and mostly that comes from neglect. Um, there were a couple of rocket attacks on the American air base, which was next door, which fell on Ur. But I mean, the holes that they made were minor, I would say. There weren't very many. That's a relatively peaceful part of Iraq. It's widely believed, as I suggested earlier by Christians and Jews, that Ur was the birthplace of Abraham. Muslims see the city as the home of Ibrahim. Is there archaeological evidence to support this? Well, the idea comes from the Bible, which says that he came from Ur. But the question is, is this the Ur he came from? Because, I mean, I think I think most scholars would put him further up towards Syria. That's just where everything else would seem to be. And, of course, if you've got a one-syllable name, 
they're likely to be more than one of you. So that's where it came from. Um, Certainly, there is material that would be contemporary. There's a whole housing area that would be contemporary with Abraham dating to the early second millennium. And if you read Woolley carefully in his writings for the larger populace, he will talk about it, a house, in fact, as being the house of Abraham, which is the biggest one that he dug up. That's when he was trying to raise money for his projects. But when you look at his, his formal publications, he never mentions it. And of all the treasures uh, gathered in Ur in 1922, is there one that you're particularly fond of? It has to be the material from the royal tombs, which date to the third millennium. I mean, they are just spectacular. In some places, gold jewelry. In other cases, maybe it's the royal standard of Ur that I like the most. It's an enclosed box, but I don't think anybody could get into it. It has pictures of war on one side and peace on the other. Um, and it's all lapis lazuli and it's all kind of inlaid. Um, but may- maybe what I really like is Queen Puabi's necklace. I keep hoping somebody will make a reproduction of it and they don't. Describe it. Lapis lazuli and gold, and each piece is triangular, and so you've got upright and vertical triangles kind of intersecting together. And it's like a choker. It's beautiful. Well, we hope there is a reproduction that pleases you at some point in the near future. I keep hoping. (laughs) Elizabeth Stone, an anthropologist at Stony Brook University, who's actually been to Ur. That is spelled U-R. Thanks for your time. Thanks so much.